0: From Georgia Public Broadcasting, this is On Second Thought. I'm Virginia Prescott. In popular culture, certain stereotypes plague the mailman. They usually involve either barking, biting dogs, or going postal.
1: Because the mail never stops. It just keeps coming and coming and coming. There's never a let-up. It's relentless. Every day it piles up more and more and more, and you've got to get it out. And the more you get out, the more it keeps coming in. And then the barcode reader breaks, and it's publishes clearing out.
0: That is, of course, Seinfeld's nemesis, Newman, from the hit TV show. Atlanta resident Floyd Martin's experience on the job was more like the episode when Seinfeld spent a day in the Postal Service. I can't believe I'm going to be a mailman. There you go. Merry Christmas. Mail on Sunday. Oops. Oops. Floyd was a beloved mail carrier who worked the same route in Marietta for nearly 35 years. So beloved, in fact, that when he retired a few weeks ago, the community he served started a GoFundMe page to send him to Hawaii. Delta Airlines pitched in, too, providing airfare. Well, Floyd Martin, Mr. Floyd, to his Marietta (laughs) residence, joins me now in the studio to reflect on his life and career with the Postal Service and the other parts of his life. Floyd, welcome.
1: Thank you so much.
0: Congratulations. Thank you. So when you were unemployed many years ago, first applied to the USPS, nearly 35 years ago, I guess, you didn't hear back from them. So you found another job. What did you do?
1: I was a teller at a bank. And that went on for about four years. I was working. I was fine. And my mom, I had moved out of home, so my mom told me that I had some mail from the post office. And I was like, well, what do they want? I'm, I'm working now. She says, well... Maybe I should open it and see. So I had her open it. They wanted me to come in for an interview. I didn't think anything of it because I was working, but my mom encouraged me. She said, well, maybe you should go and talk to them and see what they're talking about. I went in. They told me how much money I could make starting out, which doubled what I was making at the uh, bank. So I'm like, okay, when do you want me to start?
0: (laughs) (laughs) So what was that like being a mail carrier? It was hard. Yeah?
1: It was very hard. It was like something I would never done in my life.
0: What, what made it so difficult?
1: Uh, it's very challenging. You have to have a good memory. You have to have a good pace. It took me a while to get the pace. In fact, at the beginning, I almost quit because I couldn't keep the pace up to do the job and get back before dark. One night I was out at dark and I called my mom. I said, I can't do this. This job is too hard. But she told me four simple words. Hang in there, baby. Hmm. And uh, I remember that every time I wanted to quit. And 35 years later.
0: You you really hung in. I hung
1: in there, you know, (laughs) from the advice from my mom.
0: Well, so you saw kids grow up and go to college. You spoke to some older folks who maybe didn't have a lot of other company. Yeah. You delivered mail to the same community for, was it your entire time? It was
1: close to 30 years.
0: So why was this so important to you?
1: I wanted to be the best mailman that I could, you know, so I put my all into it. I wanted to be good at what I was doing.
0: Well, tell me a little bit about that love you got for, from your customers. When did you find out that community was raising money to send you to Hawaii?
1: I didn't know about that until really around the time I was retiring. I didn't know they had to go fund me accounts. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had a big block party for me. My last day of work, and there were over three hundred people there.
0: So, thirty thousand dollars in the GoFundMe account.
1: Actually, thirty-two. Oh, cause so yes. it keeps going,
0: keeps building. Yes.
1: Well, it stopped, but uh, it reached thirty-two. That was unbelievable.
0: Well, yeah. What did you do when they presented you with that?
1: I cried. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> I was overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. I was overwhelmed by the whole. Act of Love by they all decorated the mailboxes for me on my last day. The first box I saw, I lost it. I was like, oh my God. You know, that right there let me know that I did something right. Mm. You know, I got it right.
0: And now they've been writing about you. You were in the AJC and the Marietta Daily, People Magazine.
1: People know about me all over the world. You know, people I don't even know are sending me messages. Alyssa Milano, the actress, they're sending messages. It's mind-boggling. How
0: does that hit you?
1: Oh, it hits me. I'm so full of joy. I'm so full of joy. I cry a lot of happy tears. I can't believe, you know, by me just being me, people are reaching out the way they are.
0: So you've talked to you know, a number of media and been in contact with other people about this, but there's a whole other aspect of your life that I think people don't know about uh, sure. so tell us a little bit about what you did in your spare time
1: Well, what I did uh back in the in the late eighties, I started losing friends mm. one after the other, and that was due to the AIDS crisis and uh I lost a partner, and then uh, I met another friend. We became partners. He invited me to go to an ACT UP meeting. I didn't know what ACT UP was. Yeah,
0: can you remind us of what it stands for? Uh,
1: AIDS Coalition to Unleash Power. Mm-hmm. Uh, That was the first ever grassroots activist group dedicated to changing the course of the epidemic mm-hmm. by any means necessary.
0: Yeah. So it was yeah. a it was a it was a very in your face group yes, at that it was, time.
1: Because there was nothing being done mm-hmm. and people were dying. So instead of people infected with the disease just waiting to die, they decided to rise up and fight for their lives. And I was part of that fight. You know, because of that up a lot of people are alive today because of medications that were released.
0: Yeah, there was uh, nobody really advocating for them. No,
1: no, they wouldn't even say the word, mm-hmm. you know, and people with AIDS were very much discriminated against. Everybody was afraid of them. We didn't have any knowledge. You know, we didn't know anything about it. We didn't even know how you got AIDS. Yeah. We did a lot of great things that is making it a livable chronic disease now.
0: I'm speaking with Floyd Martin, recently retired Marietta mail carrier. He's affectionately known as Mr. Floyd by the community he served for nearly 35 years, a community that raised money to send him on a vacation to thank him. And now we're talking about a whole other aspect of his life. In fact, did people know that, you know, when you were there as their mail carrier, that you were an AIDS activist? Would that have endangered your job?
1: I don't think so, but... That was something that I just chose to keep private. Mm. But what was
0: that like, you know, going on your route every day, people expecting, you know, giving milk bones to dogs and lollipops to kids, keeping a smile on your face when you had friends dying?
1: Well, it took my mind off of all of that. You know, I was able to focus on something else rather than deaths. It took my mind off of things. It helped me to get through a lot of days because I just focused on work. They didn't know any of that was going on.
0: Did you ever consider leaving the job to maybe spend more time on activism, more awareness?
1: No, I had to work. (laughs) I had to make money. So I just did both.
0: You know, I think it's hard, especially for people who did not live through the AIDS crisis, especially in those early years, to understand how devastating and mysterious and just dark it felt. Scary. It was scary.
1: You didn't know if it was going to get you next. Yeah. You know, how
0: did that change the way you related to other people and relationships?
1: It made me appreciate life. Life is a gift. Life isn't promised. No day is promised. So I think the reason I connected so much with my customers is because I've seen life and I've seen death. And I know that you have to let people know how you feel about them while they're here. And I guess that's what I was doing, you know. I would ask them how they are. I really wanted to know, you know. They knew that I cared. They knew that they were special. And they they knew that I had love for them. I think that's probably where my connection with people came from.
0: And in your lifetime, and in your career time, you saw the treatment of AIDS, yes. detection of HIV, transform and and care. Yes. I mean, I think that's one thing that people don't realize that there were nurses in hospitals that wouldn't even look at people who had uh, AIDS.
1: And some doctors didn't want to treat people with AIDS. And some how, dentists didn't want to.
0: How has that changed in your lifetime?
1: It's a more treatable disease now. So it's a much better place. You can have AIDS and live now. Mm-hmm. I only wish my friends back then would have had access to this, but We made it better for future generations.
0: Do you think future generations understand that?
1: They have no idea. I know there's a kind of. They have no idea.
0: I've talked to other people. It's almost like, you know, they feel like these finger wagging old folks saying, You had no idea. Yeah,
1: because even when we were out there protesting and getting in people's faces, even our own community really wasn't that supportive. What do you mean? You would think that they would be backing you for what you're doing, but they didn't really get it, I don't think. They thought we were just crazy radicals troublemakers, radicals, yeah.
0: Well, now you're getting all this media attention. How, yeah. did, how does it feel to say this out loud? I mean, you're talking on a radio program. I'm
1: very proud of that part of my life. It was very empowering. You know, I made a difference. I didn't sit back and wait for somebody else to do the job. I did the job myself. I was part of the movement and I'm very, very proud of it.
0: When do you want to go to Hawaii? When do you plan to
1: go? I'm going to go to Hawaii the end of summer, early fall. What uh, do you get,
0: What are your plans there?
1: I want to go to Maui. Uh, I just want to see all the beauty that I've seen in pictures and on TV. I want to experience it all.
0: Mm. Do you miss the people along your route? Oh, I I do. I do. In fact, I
1: went to uh, see a few of them uh, Tuesday. I had to go up for a couple of interviews, and while I had some spare time, I went to visit some of my elder customers because I told them I'd be back, and I'm a man of my word. Yeah, (laughs) and I saw some of my kids. They didn't know how to react. They've never seen me in in real close. I call them mine. You know, I you know (laughs) I call my customers my kids. (laughs) My animals, (laughs) you know, that's how close we are. Uh, Two of the kids on my route.
0: So you've served a role for people.
1: I have. I impacted people, and I had no idea. You know, I was just showing them love and compassion and that I cared. I really cared. I was just being kind, you know. And I miss my customers. I miss my co-workers at Westside Annex, you know. But I can go visit. I can go visit.
0: It seems there's something very old world about knowing your mailman, right? There's something it's real Mayberry. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's real
1: Mayberry. In fact, one of my customers said that. He's like, you know, this is like Mayberry. You know, I, I know my mailman. And <laughs> that doesn't you know, everybody happen in the neighborhood. a lot
0: anymore.
1: No, it doesn't. I can't even tell you my mailman's I name. I
0: was going to ask you.
1: What we had was very special. And I don't take that for granted. I could have left that route a long time ago for an easier route, but I wouldn't because of the people on my route. Mm. We had such a a connection that I wouldn't leave them.
0: After being in that uniform and having that kind of identity for people for a long time, what are you discovering about Floyd Martin outside of that uniform, about Mr.
1: Floyd? I think Mr. Floyd is a good man. (laughs) Let
0: me ask you read all these articles about you but in radio you get to pick a song to leave our listeners with. Any a song come song. to song.
1: Oh my goodness. How about the greatest love of all, Whitney Houston.
0: That's a beautiful choice. Mr. Floyd? Actually <laughs> I should say Floyd Martin.
1: <laughs> I'm so used to Mr Floyd. I'm like you made me feel old. <laughs>
0: Thank you so much.
1: Thank you for having me. Have a g- We need we me. need
0: a postcard from Hawaii.
1: Oh you get one. You <laughs> definitely get one. <laughs>
0: Floyd Martin, he's now retired Marietta Mailman, affectionately known again as Mr. Floyd by the community he served for nearly 35 years. A community is now sending him on vacation to thank him.